It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Friday, glad you made it. There's a lot to cover today. And of course, it's open phones all the way. Oh, and if I remember this right, Miss Mary told me that your congresswoman uh, will be on today. So, because she voted in the Wyoming House of Representatives, Harry Hageman did too. Uh, further the impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. So she wants to explain why she was doing that. I got a couple of questions on that that I'm thinking because I was listening to what the left has to say about it and the left-wing reporters have to say about this, and I'd like to hear what she has to say in response. So that should be a little bit later on this morning. Other than that, it's you and me all the way. So trigger warning. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Miss Mary lets me know that your Congresswoman Harriet Hagerman will be on at 9.05, and we'll talk about that at that time. All right. Just to give you something out of the ordinary to start your Friday with. Because I got some serious heavy news stories here. But why start with the heavy stuff? It's a Friday, right? You ever watch JP on YouTube? He's very funny. He's a very he's a libertarian guy. You recognize him. He's kind of a buff-looking guy, really redhead. I mean, very ginger. And he plays all sorts of characters. And he makes his point of view in very outrageous, satirical ways. This morning... And his website, I think his YouTube page is uh, not woke, but awakened, you know. But anyway, he did one, which I'm not going to play the whole thing. I'm just going to play about a minute of it because I've thought about this before. In Hollywood, various celebrities like to try to stay relevant by getting plastic surgery, right? And you've seen how bad it's turned out. I mean, it's really gotten bad. And somehow they don't seem to learn the lesson. They, when they're young, they look at older people who've gotten bizarre plastic surgery, and they don't think that's going to happen to them. Madonna is a great example. I, I never was a Madonna fan. Okay? I never really liked her that much, never was that into her music. But <clears throat> very successful woman, and in her younger years, extremely attractive, physically extremely attractive. As she got older and those looks started to fade, she started to do something about it. Now, it's, and I like the way JP put this, it's not a matter of do you think she looks younger? Do you wonder if she's even human? So here's the first minute of a new YouTube video that he put up on plastic surgery in Hollywood. Are you part of the top 1% of insecurity achievers? If so, you probably have a lot of fears of getting older and looking your age. So what do you do? Well, 
It's time for a little plastic surgery followed by a lot of plastic surgery. Hi, I'm Dr. Hollywood. I've helped many of the top celebrities defy aging, and now I can help you too. Madonna is the poster child for my work. As you can see in her, you won't look like an old person if you don't look like a person at all. I did it for Madonna, and now I can do it for you. This is more of a Madonna knife. Nancy Pelosi had great results, going from the Speaker of the House to looking like the Keeper of the Crypt. I help you replace the look of natural aging with a look of unnatural clipping, tucking, and pulling. This one's good for carving around the nostrils. But here's the question you're wondering. Will getting a little work done actually trick people into thinking you're younger than you are? Let's just put it this way. With a little plastic surgery, no longer will people be wondering how old you are. They'll be wondering what species you are. Now, that to me, that's the line that really clinches the whole thing. They're not going to worry about or wonder about how old you are. They're going to wonder about what species you are. That's about how... And you're right... Rhiannon Fort Danger is joining me here. Yeah, she just just looks horrible, doesn't she? I don't know what that was. But then there's a whole bunch of other Hollywood celebrities that in their youth were really attractive people. But as they got older, okay, now I get, I completely understand. As you get older, let's say there was a woman I knew many years ago. She was developing bags under her eyes. And we're not just talking a little bit of puffy. I mean, no, it was really bad. And so she went to a plastic surgeon, and he cleaned that up, and she looked fine. And she stopped there. She just didn't like the big bags, but she stopped it there. Now, if you're doing something like that, if there's something that's happened that's, well, that's just odd. That's just, I don't want to look like that. And you get something corrected like that, I get it. But, oh, my Lord, some of these people, not even human-looking anymore, and they just keep going with it. For those of us who remember way back when, what did Michael Jackson look like when he was a young man compared to what he looked like in the end? And what he got to in the end just got bizarre, and yet he just kept going with it. So I thought about that this morning because JP posted this video. The whole thing is about a seven-minute-long video where it goes into a lot of detail on a lot of different Hollywood stars that we remember in their early years as being some of the most attractive people in Hollywood, but today the hell is going on with that? Why would you do that? I still wonder about this stuff locally. Jim is listening right now. When uh, Jim and I and some other people gather on Saturdays and have breakfast in downtown. And yes, Jim, I can be there this Saturday. So as I'm leaving, I go by this one place to where I usually park. There's one building that does cosmetics and does people's hair and you can get a manicure and a pedicure, all sorts of stuff. And on their sign, they list Botox. And I often look at that and I think, why would you do that? Because we've seen, I never understood when people overdo the Botox to the point that they have these massive puffy lips or they get it into their forehead because they got wrinkles on their forehead. So they go put it in their forehead and, oh, dear God, does their forehead look bizarre? Like like a bee stung them and they swole, they swelled up for a while there. It just really looks bad. So I look at the Botox sign and I go, really, honestly, people, if you think that your looks are fading as you get older and you want to do a couple of things so it's not so bad, I get it. But dear Lord, don't do what Madonna did. All right. Again, only brought that up because that video was one of the first things I saw this morning. 
is about seven minutes long. It's on his YouTube page, and it's really good. Uh, next segment, I'm just going to tease you with this. So we have had a lot of on-campus, and uh, especially our major institutions like Harvard, we've had a lot of anti-Semitism. And you might wonder, where did all that anti-Semitism come from? Okay, there are those on the left who are really embarrassed by this, and so they've come up with a different explanation. They blame something and someone else for all this anti-Semitism coming out of universities because it can't possibly be their fault, right? So I'll let you just ruminate on that a bit. Who or what would they blame? Because they obviously can't blame their side of the argument or themselves. Let your imagination run wild. And now, Inspiring Word Salad by Vice President Camilla Harris. Bob and Doug returned to the Kennedy Space Center. They suited up. They waved to their families. And they rode an elevator up nearly 20 stories. And then they launched. Yeah, they did. Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Six point two is the time. First off, Jim and Casper. Yeah, that she doesn't look good. For those who remember Loretta Swift, she played Hot Lips Houlihan on the long-running TV show MASH. And if you remember her in her younger years, a very attractive woman. She's one of those who got all sorts of Hollywood surgery done. And Lord, I don't even know what to think anymore. She just looks kind of bizarre, which is a shame. She just should embrace getting old. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Again, like I said before, I don't have any problem. If somebody decides to tuck a little something here or there because, again, big bags under the eyes would go for it. That's fine. But if you go to the point that you don't even look human anymore, wow. So, yeah, and going back to Madonna, holy cow. Uh, Yeah, Madonna almost looks, she probably will at some point. Right now she almost looks as bad as, well, there's so many other Hollywood stars I, I could mention, but... I mean, just take a look at some of your favorite pop stars. You know, you know the Rolling Stones haven't done any plastic surgery. Michael Jackson's who I'm thinking of, but the Rolling Stones they they've always looked ugly, and they just get uglier as they go. So, you know. all right, uh, Chet and Yoder wins the prize. So there's all of this anti-Semitism on college campuses across America. Where these young people who were not anti-Semitic when they went to college, but now they are. They're at a very young, impressionable age. What the hell happened? Well, now, since most universities are run by very left-leaning people, especially the big universities, so you would look at this and go, well, obviously they learned it in the classroom from their professors, right? And the left can't have that. They can't. They cannot admit that this anti-Semitism is coming from them. So I said, who do you think or what do you think they're blaming? Chet and Yoder said, well, Trump, of course, exactly right. Frederica Wilson is a congresswoman. 
She is the uh, black congresswoman who wears the cowboy hats all the time. You see really colorful cowboy hats. That's like her trademark. Wherever she goes, she wears these big eccentric cowboy hats. So she stands out in the crowd and you know her, right? So Frederica Wilson, Democrat Florida, attempted to incite on campus anti-Semitism or try to, I'm sorry, um, she says the incidence of on-campus anti-Semitism is the fault of the Trump administration Tuesday during a House hearing concerning harassment and incidents on campus. The hearing was geared toward examining the response or lack thereof by a number of prominent college universities. And, you know, some of them, including the president of Harvard University, that some people want to resign or get fired. Representative Wilson began by touching on her personal investments in the situation, telling the witnesses, I'm privileged to represent a strong, united Jewish community in South Florida. My next-door neighbor is a rabbi. My Jewish constituents have experienced everything from bomb threats on Jewish centers, schools, to harassments of Jewish community centers. Yet, Representative Wilson chose not to focus on the cause of the recent outbreak of anti-Semitism on college campi, but instead used her minutes in an attempt to tie the incident to Donald Trump and his administration. The... I don't know how she... In response, she says, which I'm trying to get to, do we have a quote here from her? Okay, no, I don't think they have a, I want to find a quote as to what she, because this story doesn't have a quote from her. Uh, She added, although President Trump called uh, the people who were the protesters and counter-protesters said, oh, okay, this goes back to something that happened in Virginia a while ago. She goes all the way back to this. If you remember There was a protest going on in Virginia over statues in Virginia that were Confederate statues. And some people wanted those statues taken down. And so protesters showed up both both for and against. And Trump said that the people who were protesting, most of them were very good people. And some seized on that. He's calling racist people, the KKK and so on, good people. That's not what Trump was doing. Clearly not. That's what she's trying to call on to make her case. Yet Wilson, the story says, nevertheless appears to have attempted to draw a connection between Trump and the ongoing anti-Semitic events on college campi, even though the events are specifically connected with ongoing war between Israel and Hamas and no link whatsoever to the rally that happened all those years ago in Virginia at their capital. Ironically, if Wilson was looking for a connection between anti-Israel or anti-Semitic statements and a prominent political organization, she might want to focus on Black Lives Matter instead of Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump is the one. Well, let's go back to Black. There's so many ways I can attack this. Black Lives Matter recently made a bunch of very anti-Semitic remarks just recently. And if you go into some of the university classrooms and listen to what the professors are saying to their students, you get an idea. Instead of teaching the course that they were hired to teach, you get an idea of where these students are getting them from. But she had to try to twist a pretzel to blame Donald Trump for this. All right. 
Now, I would bet you that this is the first, actually, that I've heard on the left trying to blame Trump for all the anti-Semitism. I bet you I would lay money on it right now that she's not going to be the only one. Let's just wait and see. But I bet you others are going to attempt it. Her attempt was really lame. Others are going to attempt this. Rather than blaming who really needs to be blamed, university professors and their anti-Semitism and indoctrinating young skulls full of mush, as Limbaugh used to say. Coming up on local news, update on your weather forecast right after that. You and I get back into it. Wake up, Wyoming. something to say to glenn use the chat on the wake up wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with k2 radio Six to time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, so I have just a whole bunch of very different topics for you this morning, which is part of the reason why you can interrupt me anytime you want to change the subject. Now, this is another one that's just really, like the first one I picked this morning about plastic surgery, this is a complete curveball out of left field. So when I get here in the morning, I sit down and go through, you would not believe how many websites, many that you've never heard of, news, opinion, all sorts of different things, right? And I categorize the different sites based on one file says, right, let me click on it here, top news. And there's one, two, three, four, five different sites in there that have the best original news and real news where reporters actually dig into things. And I would say you probably have not heard of any of these. Maybe you've heard of one. The top news sites for me are Hot Air. Breitbart, you might have heard of that. Just the news, the center square, and not the B. Yeah, but they actually do very good news. You get, there's opinion in there, but they're not trying to hide that. No, we do opinion. But their stories are very newsy. Then there's the second news, and a lot of people have been downgraded. Like Fox News makes second news, and they're sort of near the bottom. You would think they'd be, they used to be near the top, but what they put out now is garbage. CNN and MSNBC don't even make any of my files. They're garbage. But in this, I used to have at the top of the list in the top news, the Drudge Report. Now, Drudge Report started back during the Bill Clinton scandal. Remember back, a lot of people misunderstand why Bill Clinton was impeached. He was impeached in the House. He almost was impeached in the Senate. And if he was, he ran the risk of losing the presidency. And it got close. And a lot of people think, well, it's because uh, he met with Monica Lewinsky in the bathroom of the Oval Office. And you know what happened in there. That's not what it was about. It's because there was a lawsuit against him and he lied to a grand jury. And you don't lie to a grand jury in America. That's a very serious offense. So while that was going on, news organizations... We're not covering what was happening. They just, they didn't touch anything about Monica Lewinsky. They were not properly covering the impeachment, not with their main headlines anyway. That's when the Drudge Report came around. And Matt Drudge, 
he very rarely wrote his own stories. What he did was deep dive because the Internet was a new thing. And he could find the new top news organizations, NBC, CBS, USA Today, CNN, et cetera, et cetera. They were writing stories about the Clinton scandal, but they were burying those stories. Matt Drudge knew how to find them. And he would find those stories and he would put them as a headline, splash them on his website. And what really made the website popular was Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh loved the Drudge Report because besides going, I mean, it started with just the Clinton scandal that the media was not covering. But then Drudge got into all sorts of other news, things that the news media was not covering. But they should have been. We, we really could use this information. Stories they bury. That's why Rush Limbaugh loved the Drudge Report. And that's what made Drudge Report so popular. Well, Matt Drudge died a while ago. And the Drudge Report was taken over by a new organization. So PJ Media, another small opinion organization, they're very good, started noticing that Drudge... And I noticed this too. And the kind of content on Drudge Report is not the same old Drudge Report content. For Trump supporters, a lot of it's anti-Trump. Okay, But there's also a lot of left-leaning stuff. They're not leftists, but it's not what it was. It's not digging for stories that the rest of us have never heard of before because the news media is bearing it. That was originally what the Drudge Report was. Drudge Report also, they used to scan PJ Media and other such, like the, some of the that I mentioned at the top of this, Hot Air Blog and stuff like that. They used to scan those sites and look for original stories and put them on, but not so much anymore. And so I've taken Drudge Report and moved them way down to the bottom of my morning reading list if I read them at all. Readership for the Drudge Report has gone way down. And PJ Media is wondering, they're, they're struggling right now because they put a story out and not only does it not make drudge, but it doesn't make Facebook traffic and other places that they count on in order for their stories to get out there. And it doesn't happen by accident, by the way, that it doesn't make these things. Something is happening to Drudge Report and people who used to read Drudge faithfully, I was one of them. They have moved on, which I think is – it was one of my favorite go-to – one of the first things I do every single morning when I got to work. Drudge Report was like top of the list. Now they're at the bottom. 642, wake up. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Forty-eight's the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox. We go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Before I really even get into this, Frank, are you out and about working this weekend? Uh, I think I'm going to probably head to maybe Douglas tonight. Okay. Maybe Worland tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. There's high school stuff this, you know, this weekend. Next weekend, obviously nothing. Yeah. Right. Right. And then after that, maybe there's probably nothing the week after that too. Okay. See, that's what I was wondering. We get into the season where we're sort of in a break. But that doesn't start yet. You got like one more week. No, no one more week. We'll yeah. go, we'll keep going. We're like okay. we're like the mail around here. Yes, just keep on. Oh, now 
I came up with a shoplifter story yesterday, which was just really fun and amusing. So there's a story on the Wake Up Wyoming site put up by our friend Colby. If you go to Walmart, what would you think are the most common shoplifted items? Electronics. Yeah. And socks. Socks. That's an interesting one. Okay. Because I would think it would have to be stuff that people need, right? People need socks. Okay. Yes, true. Cosmetics. High on the list. Okay. Small electronics. They, you know, like uh, headsets, stuff yeah. like that. Okay. Toys for the kids. Sure. They do over-the-counter medication. So if somebody's not feeling well and wants some over-the-counter medication, it might just land in their pocket. Okay. Yeah. A lot of food items. Chips. Yes. Yeah. Not always good food. Uh, <clears throat> condoms. <laughs> really? Yeah, okay. Apparel and accessories. Shoes. Mm. Purses. Like, okay, I guess socks would have to be in there. I, oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. The jewelry disappears. Office supplies? Maybe pens. Okay. I think that's okay. probably will go under that umbrella. Markers. Yeah. Okay. Now, people actually do steal toilet paper. Well, yeah. yes, I do. would consider that to be some Did, kind well, of. Where we, are we done with that that uh, thing after well, COVID? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, though, I mean, if you're low on money and you don't have toilet paper on home, you know, desperate times. I know it requires desperate measures. National Finals Rodeo moved long last night in Las Vegas in the Saddle Bronc Hillsdale Native and Cheyenne East High School grab Brody Crest tied for first in the eighth round with an 87 and a half. He is second in the average and sixth in the world standings. Crest has been sharp at the NFR. He's gotten paid in seven of eight rounds. Also in the Saddle Bronc, Tanner Butner of Daniel out of the money with an 85. He is eighth in the average, eighth in the world standings. He's gotten paid in three of eight rounds. In the bareback, uh, Buffalo's Cole Reiner was OTM with a 79, so he sits in sixth in the average and 11th in the world and just two and he's getting paid four four times in eight rounds. Just two more rounds to go in the NFR tonight and tomorrow night. Boys High School basketball from last night at the Flaming Gorge Tournament in Green River and the Toronto Beat Mountain View 60-36. to Kelly Walsh outlasted Thunder Basin 60-57 to and Cheyenne South lost to Lyman 47-39. In Greeley, Laramie over Fort Collins 79-56 and Cheyenne Central defeated Palmer Ridge 69-26. In Windsor, Cheyenne East over Glenwood Springs 65-59. And boys play today at the Flaming Gorge. Kelly Walsh will play Lyman. The Toronto meets Star Valley. And South will take on Pinedale. Laramie and Central will be in that Greeley tournament today. And then East will, it will be in Windsor to meet Campbell County. On the girls' side from yesterday at the Flaming Gorge, Kelly Walsh over Lyman 44-31. Skyline Idaho defeated the Trona 67-29. Cheyenne South over Manila, Utah 50-47. And Greeley, Laramie lost to Northfield, Colorado 54-53. And Cheyenne Central lost to Palmer Ridge 57-44. In Windsor, Resurrection Christian, the win over Cheyenne East, 59-55. On the girls' side today at the Flaming Gores, Natrona will play Lyman. Kelly Walsh meets Bear Lake, Idaho. And Rollins will take on Cheyenne South. Cheyenne Central and Laramie in the Greeley Tournament today. And then in Windsor, Colorado, Cheyenne East will play Pueblo, Colorado later on today. Men's College Basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will host Weber State tomorrow in Laramie. The Pokes are 6-3 and three on the season after beating Stephen F. Austin the last time out. Weber State is 5-4. and four, And former Casper College head coach Danny Russell, an assistant with the Wildcats. That's a 7 p.m. tip-off tomorrow from the Double A. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirls will be looking to break a two-game losing streak with a road game at Montana State on Sunday at noon. UW is 4-4 four and four after a loss to nationally rated Creighton their last time out. That's it in sports. So, interesting article. I didn't go the whole thing. Just a quick reaction from you. Our friend Cody Tucker wrote a uh, did a podcast mm-hmm. on Craig Bowles. 
and his legacy. And I was just wondering, so what, what do you think? I, I, I think in the big picture, his legacy will be looked at favorably. Okay. You know, the, the, he got us, got, well, I mean, he straightened him out, number one. That, yeah. was his, that was his first priority when he took the job, yeah. is to straighten Wyoming football out and get them competitive, and yeah. he did that. Okay. Uh, every one of his coaching decisions... Um, Probably will not be looked at favorably, right. but yeah. in the in the big picture, he left them better than when he got absolutely. there. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some, I think that's a fair assessment. I'm not even the sports fan here, but that sounds pretty fair based on what I've heard. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. News time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. We get back into it. It is open phones. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O D S. Wake up, Wyoming. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Friday, and I am glad you made it. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is open phones all the way through. Now, some hosts only give you open phones on Friday. I give you open phones every day of the week. But on Friday, the entire program is in the danger zone. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (coughs) Dave, (coughs) all right, strap in. And let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Rules are simple. You can talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject either way. This is fine by me. So, from Cowboy State Daily, Wyoming battles pro choice for early judgment in abortion lawsuit. Now I heard this and it was misreported. Yesterday I was listening to a news segment from Fox News Radio. And they said that Wyoming should settle on its abortion law at the Supreme Court level. And they were looking for a judgment. That was like Thursday. But that's not what exactly is going on. So let's review just a little bit here. So the U.S. Supreme Court, when they first ruled on Roe v. Wade, the judges that ruled flat out said that the ruling was on shaky ground. There's several reasons for that. One, it's the court basically writing law, which they're not allowed to do. But also, when you look at your Constitution, there's only a few things that the federal government is allowed to do. The state government is supposed to be stronger than your federal government. Wherever you live, the state you're in, your state government is supposed to have more power than your federal government. Federal government is where we meet as a cooperative to get common business done. What the founders were trying to do is make sure that we did not have a very strong top-down ruling government. And so there's very few things that are called enumerated powers in the Constitution that the federal government can do. 
And so the abortion decision by the Supreme Court doesn't come anywhere near those enumerated powers. That would be something left up to your state. So some people misunderstood when the Supreme Court ruled on abortion. Well, they just made abortion illegal. No, they didn't. They sent the decision for abortion back to your state. Your state gets to decide on what abortion is going to be. All right. So in Wyoming, the House and Senate, along with the governor signing, well, I don't think the governor signed it. He just let it happen. In Wyoming, if the governor doesn't sign something into law, he didn't veto it either. So it just becomes law without his signature. And sometimes Wyoming governors take advantage of that. They don't want to endorse it, but they don't agree with it, but they're going to let it happen. So in Wyoming, there was a trigger set. If the Supreme Court ever did such a thing, then Wyoming would have a law that bans abortion in the state. Except in the case, in extreme cases, like the risk of the mother. You know, the mother's going to lose her life and so will the child. Pick one. What are you going to do here? You know, that kind of a thing. Other than that, abortion would be legal in Wyoming. Well, that was immediately challenged in Wyoming court. So here's where we are now. Cowboy State Daily. Wyoming leadership sparred Thursday against a handful of pro-choice women and organizations seeking to overturn the state's two abortion bans. One barred nearly all abortions and one barred the use of marketing for chemicals that performed abortion. The Wyoming governor and attorney general's office asked Teton County District Court judge to decide the case early in favor by dismissing the plaintiff's case, attacking the two bans from multiple constitutional angles. The plaintiffs asked the judge to early dismiss the state's arguments. So they're both asking for a type of dismissal here, therefore declaring the bans unconstitutional. If the judge grants a complete summary judgment on either side, the case would not have to go to trial. The judge was clear she wouldn't have a decision Thursday. That's where the the, uh, national media was saying, well, it's going to be decided today. No, the judge said, I'm not going to have a decision today. Quote, there's no way I'd be ruling from the bench today. The case contains complex constitutional issues, she said a little bit earlier. So... Wyoming's two abortion bans, the story says, are not enforceable now as the judge has blocked them while contemplating the case. Abortion at this point is still legal in Wyoming. And this is typical of what happens in any kind, not just an abortion case, but in any kind of a case. Usually what the courts do is say, you know, we're just going to freeze everything in place the way it was until we find out what's going to be. And that's usually what happens in cases like this. So the first attorney to speak for the plaintiffs, said the bans violate freedom of religion and establishment clause. They're unconstitutionally vague and would violate the Wyoming Constitution, promise of health and care and uh, autonomy. And by that, meaning it's in the Wyoming Constitution. You get to decide your health care. That can't be forced on you. So that's your decision. You want to see a doctor about something, that's on you. It's your body, it's your right. All right. Secondly, John Robinson insisted the bans violate Wyoming's um, unenumerated rights, which claim to include the right to be left alone by the government, the right to privacy, and the right to determine the formation of one's own family. He emphasized that Wyoming Constitution makes more promises to individuals about their rights than the U.S. Constitution does. 
This is significant in light of the 2022 U.S. Supreme Court Dobbs ruling, which the High Court determined that abortion is not an unenumerated right under the Constitution. Other states have relied on unenumerated rights section in their constitutions to preserve a woman's access to abortions. Okay, so the other side, oh, that side argue that the abortion ban violates the Wyoming Constitution's guarantee of equal protection by targeting women and procedures that apply uniquely to them. So now the Attorney General Deputy Jay Giroud, if I'm pronouncing it right, countered that all three attorneys' arguments uh, insisted that the banning uh, nearly of all abortions would return Wyoming to the status quo in its laws before the U.S. Supreme Court crafted a federal right to abortion in 1973. In other words, he's saying this just brings us back to where Wyoming was before the Supreme Court ever ruled on abortion. Yeah, Take a look at Wyoming's laws before that Supreme Court ruling on Roe v. Wade. We would be back to that. He discussed briefly the legal standards of the plaintiffs in the court. He launched in, uh, Then he launched a discussion on the Wyoming Constitutional Article 1, Section 38, which guaranteed Wyoming residents the right to make their own decisions, you know, even when, when it comes to going and seeing a doctor. So, in other words, this was the Cowboy State article. As usual, it's a long-form article. It is a good read. So my compliments to Cowboy State Daily and Claire McFarland for writing it. Very well done on that article, Claire. Uh, but you go to Cowboy State Daily. Wyoming Battles Pro-Choices for Early Judgment in Abortion Lawsuit is the title of the article. And you can get all of the details that she puts into that. That's where we are now. Nothing has been decided. You might have heard differently on the national news. They were wrong. Big shock. 7.15, wake up Wyoming. If you're married, you, you have for to an do expert. this now and then. You just uh, do. We didn't have the budget Especially for this that. time of year. Wake up, Wyoming. Sit down with, with the Woods. wife Weekday, and watch a Hallmark Christmas on the Wake Up yeah, Wyoming app. Apparently, this one man, his, his wife is just uh, astonished. She, he is clairvoyant. Throughout the entire movie, he keeps predicting what's going to happen next. She has no idea how he does it. Yeah. If you've watched a Hallmark movie, you, you'll understand how he does it. But okay. Uh, again, Cowboy State Daily. Worland man accused of turning Glock into an illegal machine gun. I like guns. I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. They're forced till I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. I like now, some of you listening to that right away went, well, how did he do it? How did he do it? Some of you are imagining how he did it. Others, how did he do it? When I say Glock, yes, I mean like pistol, right? A whirling man who has now become the hero of every dude listening to this radio show right now. Accused of having modified a Glock 9mm pistol has been charged by a Wyoming grand jury of possession of an illegal machine gun. And possession of an unregistered short-barreled rifle. So that's not a pistol. What? Well, okay, let's get to the rifle there. I have to see that. <clears throat> Stephen Schobert, 48 years old, pleaded not guilty Tuesday. U.S. District Court, Wyoming, in Casper, according to his court filing. He is detained in federal custody at the prosecutor's request after a magistrate made findings Wednesday 
that he may flee justice or pose a safety risk to the community. If convicted, he faces up to 20 years in prison, 10 years for each possession charge, and up to $500,000 in fines. The incident, the story says, doesn't give details about the evidence. The about the evidence of his arrest. The indictment uh, first alleges that he possesses a nine millimeter Glock modified by a Glock switch to rapid fire rounds with a single pull of the trigger, and that that he owns three AR-15 type machine gun conversion devices. So let's back up for a minute on the AR-15 thing. So. Those people who, we've talked about them quite a bit, who know nothing about guns, not a thing, have this idea that an AR-15 is some kind of a machine gun. And when I talk about hunting with an AR-15, no, you don't go up there and go and shoot down a bunch of, well, the AR-15 doesn't do that. As you know, it's a rifle. The civilian version fires one bullet per pull of the trigger. Okay. So they're miscalculated. It's not a machine gun. It's not a assault weapon. It's a rifle. But you can get a conversion package. It's not legal, but you can get a conversion package. So it will act like a machine gun. And that's what he had along with the Glock. The second count claims he possessed a Aereo Precision Model M4E1 short barrel rifle that wasn't registered with the National Firearms Registration and Transfer Record as federal law requires. So now, most things that you own, gun-wise, you don't have to register, especially in the state of Wyoming. But there are certain things that if you want them, it's not that you can't have them, but they keep an eye on people who do have them. I mean, if you're a collector, that's one thing. Certain collectors are allowed to have things because they've been shown that, no, no, I'm just really, I'm just collecting this for show. We might go to the range now and then and shoot it, but really that's about it. And so they're of no worry to the federal government. On the other hand, there are some things that are just flat out illegal. So, okay. The second claim he possesses that M4E1 short barreled rifle. I have to look that up. Give me just a moment, folks, because I'm looking at this thinking, what does that even look like? Some of you do know what that looks like, but you're a small minority of it. And just a second, Bill, I got to go take a look at that. Okay. It does sort of look like an AR-15, but with a much shorter barrel on it. That's what he has there. All right. So Bill is in Laramie. Morning, Bill. Morning, Glenn. Hey, I... uh one comment on this person that had the conversion devices for yeah. AR-15s. Right. It is it is legal for a private citizen to have those. Okay. But he he would have to have a tax stamp. <clears throat> you can have a, a a private citizen can also have a fully automatic firearm. Mm. They just have to be licensed through ATF. Right. And what they didn't tell us is were were those legal or not? I don't think we got that story right yet. Okay. But a common citizen can have a fully automatic firearm. They just have to pay the government for the tax stamp, and then they track that. Yeah, that's what I was trying um, to say a couple of minutes ago. I didn't see it in the story, but that's what I was trying to say a couple of minutes ago. If you're a collector or they just want to double-check you, you're doing this because you're a collector and you're just having fun with it, right? You're not, 
You're not looking to arm up a militia or do something nefarious with it. That's basically what they check into, and then you can go ahead and get your stamp and you got it. Is that correct? Well, they're, they're, what they're doing is doing a background check on yeah. you when you apply for that. Plus, they're getting a couple hundred bucks from you. Yeah. Um, so you have to pay for that, and then you can't transfer that except through, like, a Class 3 dealer. Um, so so you can't just pass that on to your son or daughter, or you can't hand it to I couldn't hand it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner of it has to be in possession of it. So it's it, there's a whole lot more to that that uh class three firearm than than most people realize but it is legal to have a fully automatic weapon Mm -hmm. um you just have to pay for it okay and then it is remember what i said in the past that everything is dangerous and immoral until you fill out the paperwork and give government money then suddenly magically it's okay (laughs) <laughs> that that is absolutely true yeah right okay well thanks for clearing right. up that bill i appreciate it thank you glenn all right uh, bill in laramie county calling in with that that's one of the things i do like when i talk about something like this if i'm not in the know there's somebody out there who is that can go ahead and fill us in okay so it does say here the second count he had that uh, m4e1 short barrel rifle that wasn't registered with the National Firearms Registration Transfer Record as federal law requires, which was what Bill was talking about. The grand jury in, let's see, indictment filed November 15th, but the case was kept from the public during the preliminary phase. Uh, Sherbert's warrant return says, okay, he talks about when he was arrested and he's set for trial January 29th in Casper, so we'll see what happens after that. I think what really kind of interested me when I went through all of this, though, is I had never, it doesn't surprise me, but I had never heard that you could take a Glock, I mean, 9mm pistol, and put something on it to make it uh, automatic. Now, also my understanding, just by what I read in the story was, it was not necessarily fully automatic. It would uh, fire just, you know, like three per pull of the trigger or something like that. I might have that wrong, but that was my understanding when I first went through the story that that was the case. All right, well, we'll see what happens because he's got to go to trial in this, and that's not until late January, and we get to hear the rest of the story here. All right, coming up on some local news after local news update on the weather forecast, and you and I get back into it again. Don Day is coming on at 7.45 man is bored now it's not like there's not weather happening out there there's a lot of weather to the west and a lot of weather to the east but up where we are not a whole lot's going on and the man's just bored so we'll try to cheer him up coming up at 745 it's wake up wyoming Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 736 of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So a couple of messages I'm getting here. You can send me messages in a couple of different ways. One of them, you can use the phone, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-WOODS. Or... 
The Wake Up Wyoming app is free at your app store. Just type in Wake Up Wyoming. It downloads. There it is. Hit the chat option. Paul wants Don Day left board. I would mentioned that the weather is just so, I mean, every day, pretty much the same thing. Okay. And nothing much going to happen for the next week or so. So, uh, yeah, Don Day, I, I was watching his podcast because he puts up a YouTube video every morning of the weather. Man is bored. So we're going to try to cheer him up in the next section. But uh, Paul wants him just left bored. Okay, I get it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Scaredy Cat sent me a note. Now, this is not bad. He said, hi, Glenn. My family and I moved to Casper here at the start of 2021 from Southern California. Don't worry. Our politics align with the majority of people in this state. Most of the reasons we moved here, he said. I work remotely and would love to hear from other remote workers in their stories. Maybe this would be a good topic for an open phone. Well, yeah. Um, I do know quite a few people personally who work remotely. Some of them work in Wyoming for companies out of state, way out of state. So, yeah, there's a lot of remote workers. And it's not just a matter of, you know, someone who might live in one of our bigger towns, like Gillette or Cody or Casper or Cheyenne or someplace like that. But it's also people who live way out in the middle of nowhere. And where do they go for work? You wonder, what do you do out here for a living way out in the middle of nowhere? Well, some of them are remote workers. They get online and get, and get the work done. And you make a pretty good money doing that if you can hook up with the right kind of company. Okay, so... I had promised, and I'll play it later on this morning, the song Funny Fat Man. Yeah, that's the song about uh, Santa who tries to go into a teepee and gets stuck in the teepee. Funny Fat Man in a silly red suit stuck in the smoke hole of my teepee. I will play that later this morning because some people had asked me to, and yeah. Then there's this one. Take them out back. 
this is what happens when you bring the family home for the holidays. Didn't we just have them home for Thanksgiving? We're doing this again? 742, wake up. And Polish off that okay tin now. hat. You'll need yeah, it for I, this know, one. Wake Up crap. Wyoming okay. with Glenn Woods. Available on it, demand. Yeah. On when the when your morning app. podcast spends half the time looking at a dot on the sun, I mean, I'm thinking, wow, Don has just nothing to do. And you will have nothing to do for like the next week or so here, right? Well, you know, I, I don't want to say a, a whole week, but okay. at least through at least through Tuesday and Wednesday of next week, there's just nothing. Uh, all the stormy weather is going to be to our west. It's going to yeah. be to our east. High yeah. pressure's overhead. So take advantage of it. Uh, this is going to be a a good stretch if you need to travel, if you've got a project outside you're, you're, you're working on, or if you just want to go out and do some Christmas shopping. It, it's nice for a change. I'd have to worry about a weekend where the weather's... Sure. Now, I want to be really clear about what you just said there, too, because I noticed when you showed us the satellite photograph, to our east, there's a lot going on. To our west, there's a lot going on. But right down the center here in the western states, it's just beautiful. The other states must be jealous. What is going on? Yeah, we've the storm that went through New Mexico and the southern plains we talked about yesterday is going to go into the Midwest, get better organized, and end up becoming a, a very rainy, stormy pattern along the east coast from Florida all the way up to New England by late in the weekend and early next week. That's going to probably cause some airport delays, travel delays there, and then we've got a low that's going to be just kind of sitting off the coast of California for a couple of days. Then it's going to start to push inland early next week. So California will get into some rain, some snow in the Sierras, which is just good news for them. They need it. So that'll be good. But that system to our east obviously is not going to be a factor for us. The question will be uh, what happens to that California storm late next week? Where it goes is uh, something we've got to figure out. So all the action is yeah. everywhere but here. Now, at some point, though, this has got to switch around where we're in the soup and the rest of the country is just beautiful. Well, yeah, and more often than not, that's kind of how it is. But uh, that's why I say enjoy it, because uh, it's not often we get this break like this. Now, okay, but now at this point, I would also say it doesn't sound like you're even willing to make any Christmas predictions. That's still too far off. Uh, too far off. It doesn't do anybody good if the confidence is low in the confidence is very low. Okay, so what are you doing in your office these days? Anything? Well, you, would, yeah. you know, there's things like, you know, paying bills and, yeah, you know, okay. making sure payroll's taken care of. Sure. You know, it's those yeah. things. Yeah. Okay. Order yourself a latte, do some dusting, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, Don. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, I just really, the poor guy's just been absolutely bored at there. It showed in his morning podcast. It's just nothing going on. Speaking of nothing going on, if we go to talk to Frank Campbell. <clears throat> so, there's plenty going on. Yeah, plenty going on there. Now, I had a question about your Christmas tree. You swear you keep your Christmas tree all up all year, year round. Is it decorated all year? Yes, all year round. And your cat doesn't pay any attention doesn't to it? Doesn't care. Doesn't now, care. I only turn the lights on from Thanksgiving yes. to New Year's Day. Okay. Now, how but many the tree stays? How many years have you been doing this? This would be the second one. Second? Okay. I was wondering if it would be longer than that. So at some point, you put the tree up, and when it came time to put the tree down, you just looked at it and said, screw it. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> now, I would assume that there's no presents under the tree. No, no. There, there hasn't been one for, since the day I put it up. So I would also have to assume that nobody ever visits. They do. Okay. They're not many people. Right. And they're like, you know, in the middle of the summer, they're like, um. Yeah. Hell's with the tree, Frank. <laughs> you know what I tell them? Yeah. I like Christmas. Yeah, you do. All year round. Are there any other decorations up in your house? No, just, no, just, just, the, just tree. the tree. Just the tree. Okay. Does the tree need dusting at all? Well, 
Are there cobwebs? No, not cobwebs. Okay. I mean, but the, the, the dusting. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of dusting going yeah. on there. Yeah. I would say I would start looking in there for cobwebs. Because I told you, in uh, fresh live trees, they actually come with a lot of spiders, whether you like well, it or not. Well, after yesterday, I was going to look in the tree and see if there was an owl in there, but there is not. No, there's not. But you do have now, of course, the occasional bug or spider in your house. Even though the tree is artificial, I would assume they would like that. Right. I try to smash them as soon as I find them. As soon as you find those things. Okay. Okay. So now, does it take up a prominent position? Well, it's right next to my TV, but since I don't have any streaming or cable, it just looks better next to the TV that doesn't really operate. Do you ever, like in the middle of the year, nowhere near Christmas, just turn the lights on for some mood? You do? Yes, I do. Yes. Sets a nice mood, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, you know, I hate to admit this sometimes, but sometimes it's my nightlight. I get that. I completely get that because when I get up in the middle of the night, we all have to do this. You get up in the middle of the night, you know, you go pee. If the Christmas tree is still lit up, boy, that is the best kind of night like oh, to have. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't mind it. You know, but sometimes I'll migrate from my, my bed to my couch, you mm-hmm. know, in the middle of the night. You know, yeah. sit lay on the couch for an hour or two. But, you know, the lights are on. It's Yeah, just it's, it's very peaceful. pretty, something like that. Okay, it's, okay. You know, well, I just wanted to make sure to get that out all, all out of the way because it's only, folks, it's only been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll let the audience figure out, Frank, for us, at what point does this become pathetic, okay? Pretty soon. Okay. And I don't care. The National Finals Rodeo moved along last night in Las Vegas in the Saddle Bronc Hillsdale Native and Cheyenne East High School grab Brody Crest tied for first place in the eighth round with an 87 and a half. He is second in the average and sixth in the world standings. Crest has been sharp in the NFR. He's gotten paid in seven of eight rounds. Also in the Saddle Bronc, Tanner Butner of Daniel out of the money with an 85. He's eighth in the average, eighth in the world standings. He's gotten paid in three of eight rounds. In the bareback, Buffalo's Cole Ryder was OTM with a 79. He sits in sixth in the average and 11th in the world. He's been paid in four of eight rounds. Just two more rounds to go in the NFR tonight and tomorrow night. Boys High School basketball from last night at the Flaming Gorge Tournament in Green River. Natrona beat uh, Mountain View 60-35. to Kelly Walsh outlasted Thunder Basin 60-57. Cheyenne South lost to Lyman 47-39. Down in Greeley, Laramie over Fort Collins 79-56. And Cheyenne Central beat Palmer Ridge, Colorado 69-26. In Windsor, Cheyenne East over Glenwood Springs 60 59. So today in the boys play at Flaming Gorge, Kelly Walsh will play Lyman. The Trona meets Star Valley and South will take on Pinedale. Laramie and Central will be in the Greeley tournament today and East will be in Windsor to take on Campbell County. In girls basketball from yesterday, Kelly Walsh over Lyman 44-31 in the Flaming Gorge. Skyline Idaho over Natrona 67-29 and Cheyenne South beat Manila, Utah 50-47. In Greeley, Laramie lost to Northfield, Colorado 54-53. Cheyenne Central lost to Palmer Ridge 57 to 44 in Windsor Resurrection Christian beats Cheyenne's 59-55. So today on the girls side in the Flaming Gores, Natrona will play Lyman, Kelly Walsh meets Bear Lake, Idaho and Rollins will take on Cheyenne South. Cheyenne Central and Laramie in that Greeley tournament today and in Windsor, Cheyenne East will play Pueblo, Colorado today. Men's College Hoops, the Wyoming Cowboys will host Weber State tomorrow in Laramie. The folks are 6-3 and three on the year after beating Stephen F. Austin the last time out. Weber State is 5-4 and four, and former Casper College head coach Danny Russell, an assistant with the Wildcats 
Chiefs. That's a 7 p.m. tip-off tomorrow from the AA. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirls will be looking to, to break a two-game losing streak with a road game at Montana State. That will be Sunday at noon. UW is 4-4 four and four on the year after a loss to nationally rated Creighton their last time out. That's it in sports. And Frank will be out and about this Douglas, Warland, I'll figure something out. Warland. You know you know what? The roads are going to be good yes, as far absolutely. as I know. So let's Yes. You know, let's do this while we can. Yeah. We all talk about, seriously, when we're traveling around with athletics, we're like, boy, yeah. last winter was just bad. I yeah. mean, especially in January, February, March, mm-hmm. you know, we can't, have, no, yeah, I, 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 we can't have that repeated. We just I cannot. am out uh, every single day this week. I've been out there collecting toys for needy families with the stuff, the van thing. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of years where there were blizzards going oh. on while we were doing this. This time, though, oh, nice. man, we've yeah. turned the heater off. We're standing out in the sun. Mm-hmm. Kind of nice. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you, Frank. Speaking of which, the stuff the van thing. I'm in Casper, Wyoming for today and tomorrow at the Eastside Walmart with a whole bunch of other people that come up and help us out, businesses and charity work, as we stuff the van for needy families in the Natrona County area. Anything. Unwrapped gifts, the cash donation, whatever you want to do. Anything, big, small, whatever. Give us a hand. I'll be there till 3 o'clock today. It's there till 7 o'clock tonight and tomorrow night. Just stop by if you can. If you're out running there, let's wake up Wyoming. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Friday. Glad you made it. My name's Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Open phones, 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WODS. I have a lot of different topics that I'm covering. I'm jumping around quite a bit. Since I am, that means you can go ahead and jump in and change the topic too. 888-97-WOODS. Thank you, Judy. She stopped by with a bag of goodies, and I gave her some seashells from my hometown. Uh, th- those goodies went to those needy kids. For those who don't know, every year in the Natrona County area, and this year it's in both Casper East and West Side Walmart's Bolt. We're collecting toys for needy families. Been tough out there, as you know, especially with inflation, been kind of tough for people. And because of that, we've been doing it long before we ever had these financial problems, but still, there's always needy families. So if you pull into the Walmart, and usually on a Friday you're running a couple of errands on the way home and so on. All right, either Walmart's fine. Now, you can, while you're shopping at the Walmart, pick up something extra. It could be a toy or something you might think they need. People have purchased socks and coats and, you know, things like that. But also toys. If you don't know what, we have a list. And sometimes people bring stuff from other places. That's good, too. And sometimes people just pull up and hand us some cash. Yeah, yeah, I, we'll take it, fine, because we'll go buy toys ourselves. And this all goes to needy families in the area. And we're there at 7 o'clock till 7 o'clock every night. So tonight and tomorrow night, there's somebody there. I'm there part of the day. Other people are there. And you can just show up and drop off, whatever. And thank you for doing that. Now, Ju- well, as I mentioned, because Judy, in, she lives over in Millsville, stopped by the radio studios yesterday. 
and she brought a big bag full of toys for the kids and then I and some toys for me too and then I gave her some seashells from Lighthouse Point on my hometown of Sanibel Island, Florida. All right, real quick, something since I am jumping around quite a bit. Just a side note, this kind of drives me nuts. Every year, I think it's twice a year they do this. Since Obamascare, the Unaffordable Care Act, is still around, they always push, hey, it's open enrollment time. Well, I just heard on the news that you were listening to at the top of the hour. They mentioned this is the last day for open enrollment. Now, this always kind of confuses me. But then maybe it's because that's a government program, and I try not to do government programs. If I want to buy health insurance or car insurance or whatever insurance, I do it the way I do everything else. I show up when I'm ready, and I walk into whatever offices and say, hey, I'm here to purchase whatever it is I'm after. Sit down with someone. We go through the details and work out a deal. And I purchase it. Ta-da. See, when I want. I don't wait for open enrollment, and I'm not going to panic because they say, well, it's the last day for open enrollment. Better get on this. I, no, I don't do that. It's always available to me when I want on my schedule because that's how capitalism works. And they have competition. It's a better deal because the people I'm buying from have competition from other companies that are also trying to sell me the same stuff. It's not a government program where they have no competition, so I know it's going to be better. All right, now, off to some other news. Ladies and gentlemen, she is as upset as ever, especially after the COP28 conference. Yeah, our little girl, Greta. You're in a nightclub with a bunch of sweaty young people dancing to the music. Her face is on the big screen television overlooking How dare Hang on, Greta. And hang on, Judy. I'll get to you in just a minute. Real quick, this story here. The first one is from County 17 here in Wyoming. They're saying that wind and solar are poised to outpace coal in energy production by the fall of 2024. Now, I'm going to tell you why. that, That is a U.S. coal production uh, and also wind production. Now, and I'm going to go into some of the reasons why that's not going to work out the way that they're saying. Uh, they continue to push wind and solar on us with a lot of subsidies, for one thing. And those subsidies cannot stay around forever. The government is ran out of money a long time ago. Okay? But also, despite the best efforts, uh, coal we're using more of it worldwide than ever before. And in the coming years, we will be using even more, not just in America, but worldwide. So their projections at this pace, wind and solar will outpace coal. No, it won't. But they really want you to think that, don't they? Morning, Jude. Morning. And he's nuts. It won't outpace it because it's only what... 7% of our entire energy yeah. field right now. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's a false prediction. He's just lying to you. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to remind everyone of is uh, let's not forget the mom and dads. Okay. Um, they're, they're working hard out there. And I know I called yesterday and spoke with Smith. They've got prime rib on sale right now that you can, you know, call ahead and order for the 22nd of six ninety nine a pound. 
So I bought one for a family that I kind of take care of when I go to Sam's Club. Okay. And I'll pick it up on the 22nd for them and drop it off. But if anybody's got an extra 30 bucks, you could feed a family of four prime rib for Christmas. Wow. Not bad. I hadn't thought about that. I know we pick up food for Thanksgiving for the entire family at another event that we do. But let's keep this in mind, too. There are food banks all over the place, no matter where you live. And they need your help year-round. And there's people out there who are good, hard-working people. They're just having a tough time making it and could use that little bit of extra help. Exactly, exactly. And she was... She was just almost in tears when I told her I was getting her a prime rib. Okay. <laughs> they were, were going to have a pork roast. I said, oh, no, not with, yeah. you know, you and the old man and the four kids. You guys deserve a prime rib dinner, too. So. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway, don't forget mom and dad. Okay. Thank you, Judy. Appreciate okay. it. All right. So, yeah, it, it is important, I think, to help people year-round. I, I love it when people help out on Christmas. No matter where you're listening to me, I don't care if you're in one of the bigger towns or even down in Colorado in one of the cities or way out in the middle of nowhere, there are church and civic groups near you, no matter what size. I mean, places like Midwest, Wyoming, KC, to name a couple, uh, way over, way, way over in places like Hannah, you know, as an example, there's always church and civic groups and they always have some help available somewhere. So it's a good idea if you have that little bit of extra and you're wondering what you can do uh, to stop by those places and ask what they need. Now, in some places, if you stop by with canned goods and so on, oh, oh, yeah, they'll take that. Absolutely. Other times, if you drop by with a cash donation, it doesn't have to be a lot. You would be really surprised when a church or a civic group shows up to buy food in order to give to needy families how how much they can get out of just that little bit of money that you even if you hand it over like 10 bucks they can get a lot of food out of 10 bucks more than you could if you went to the grocery store because they're doing it to help needy families so yeah that help is available year-round just ask your local church or civic organization there's somebody out there doing something and they could use anything year-round okay so uh the next one i'm gonna have up is a prediction that you've heard before and they're trying to pull it on you again. 8.15, wake up my own. And we're back. Sorry, we were busy tricking pescatarians into eating Rocky Mountain oysters. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Change the time. It's wake up Wyoming. So, okay, first off, and for those people, I made several requests. For the song, uh, Silly Fat Man, you know, stuck in this mocha on my TPA. I was asked to play that again, which, of course, I always play it more and more the closer we get to Christmas. I'll play that next for those who are waiting for that. Now, there's a website that I found. It was earlier this week. The website is called Study Finds. And, you know, I pick on a lot of just idiotic studies all the time. Just a stupid thing. This website is filled with them. You've heard this before. No more snow? Now, remember, there was a prediction some time ago that snow would end and would be a thing of the past. And we would have to explain to our kids what snow was because it would be a very rare and exciting event. That was supposed to have happened a long time ago, but we're still getting snow. Here's what this story says. 95% chance globe sees record-breaking temperatures this winter. 
We could potentially forget about a white winter this year because of all the global warming. Now, I know you might be looking around Wyoming and some of the western states and going, yeah, we haven't gotten a lot of snow right now. Oh, no, no. There's loads of weather to your east and west. We're in a central point that's kind of quiet right now, but it's not going to stay that way. As scorching heat waves dominate the globe. Pause right there. We have not been having scorching heat waves dominating the globe. Throughout the summer of 2023, we did not have scorching heat waves through the summer of 2023. Concerns rose about the possibility of an unprecedented warm winter ahead. Now researchers are warning that the globe could see record-breaking temperatures this winter. During the June-October 2023, global temperatures soared. No, they didn't. August and September in particular exceeded historical averages. No, again, they didn't. And then they talk about El Nino and La Nina. You know. Yeah, I know here in the West it's been a bit mild, but not everywhere else. Okay, it, 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 to assess the potential impact, the story says, the short-term climate prediction team, a Chinese academy of science, undertook extensive research. I doubt they did that. Their latest findings suggest that we could because of that Pacific El Nino, which, by the way, La Nina El Nino is caused by the sun. We could have. Now, remember, okay, we had an El Nino this past uh, last winter. Remember what we got out of that? Record-breaking snow. All right. The report highlights a combined influence of these events and ongoing global warming trends. There's a 95% likelihood that this winter will break historic temperature records globally with regions in the mid-low latitudes. Now, I just, I'm reading this because I want you to remember that I read this to you. In fact, I think I'll go ahead and save this story and just remind you of it. Just like I remind, let me see, let me find this again. Uh, snow, a thing of the past. Okay. Uh, here's this story here. This goes back quite a ways. So, the, yeah, there was a prediction. David Vinner predicted that snowfall would be a thing of the past. It would be a very rare, exciting event. By the year 2000, they would be so rare and exciting that we would have to explain to kids what snow was. Well, we're well past 2000, aren't we? Coming up on 2024, is snow a thing of the past? Right. So here they go again. Speaking of here we go again, this by request of several people who love hearing this song every year at this time. Don't blame me because it's politically incorrect. They requested it. It's their fault. I still like it, though. There's a funny fat man in a silly red suit Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee There's a funny fat man in a silly red suit Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee Ho, 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 he thinks he's talking in the end No, 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 ain't no way we'll let him in Not no funny fat man in the silly red suit Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee 
Grandma's cleaning his deer and Grandpa's cooking up the meat from the funny fat man in the silly red suit stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee. Ho, 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 he thinks he's talking in the end. No, 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 ain't no way we'll let him in. Not no funny fat man in the silly red suit. Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee. And he's taking his boots and uncle stripping down the sled of the funny fat man in the silly red suit. Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee. Ho, 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 he thinks he's talking in the end. recorded that is a tribal elder in South Dakota. He wrote that a few years ago. I can put up another story about where that comes from. I'll do that on the Wake Up Wyoming site here. Travis and Casper, my kids, love this song. They heard last year on this program and requested it the other day. Lori and Laramie, yes, thanks, Glenn. So, yeah, there's quite a few people out there that love hearing this song. Then, of course, there's, uh, well, you know, you want to sit down and write that letter to Santa, right? I got the the woke names for the new toys. How about this? Tickle Me Elmo is now inappropriate. Touch Me Elmo. G.I. <laughs> Joe is G.N. Joe, gender neutral Joe. <laughs> Care Bears are now taxpayer-assisted living bears. <laughs> strawberry Shortcake is strawberry sugar-free, gluten-free, hormone-free shortcake. <laughs> Teletubbies are Teleplus tubbies or widescreens. Transformers are still Transformers. <laughs> Malibu Barbie is White Privilege Barbie. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head is now Mr. Potato Harvested by Exploited Undocumented Workers Head. <laughs> and I got one more for the environmentalist. Yes. Thomas, the coal-burning, global warming contributing train. <laughs> All makes sense to me. Okay, so then you got to think about when you go to sit down and write your letter to Santa to say what you want in the most politically correct way possible, I guess, or something like that. I don't do that personally, but then again, I also quit writing letters to Santa a long time ago because I never got anything that I wanted. Everything that I asked for for Christmas, I got something else entirely, which makes me think that I got the leftover gifts. You know, when when it's kind of like when you're building something 
uh, and you're using the instructions like you're supposed to be, but there's always that one bolt left over, like in, in that one piece. Like, is, does this matter if this didn't make it on? Probably doesn't. Okay, that w- those were my Christmas presents. Santa got done delivering and went, what's with the leftover toys? Oh, that must be Glenn. I'll just deliver it to him. Those were my Christmases. Coming up on 8.30, local news coming your way. Right after local news update on your weather forecast, and you and I get rolling back into it. Nice long segment of open phones, Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Wake up, Wyoming. Take Glenn anywhere with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. All right, 888-97 Woods, the phone number that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So, okay. <clears throat> Pentagon wants to remove memorials to Confederate dead from Arlington National Cemetery, and Republican lawmakers are trying to stop it. Story says a group of Republican lawmakers are attempting to stop the Pentagon from taking out Confederate monuments belonging to the cemetery. Led by Representative Andrew Clyde, a Republican of Georgia, Lawmakers penned a letter to the defense secretary saying don't do it. Now, I'm going to take this call. If I have time, I'll go back and explain why those memorials are there in the first place. But first, Mike is in Laramie. Hello, Mike. Good morning, Glenn. You were talking earlier about the uh, abortion case here in Wyoming. Right. And listening to you, I I got really infuriated because it seems like the anti-abortion crowd is playing right into the hands of the pro-abortion crowd and their legal argument. Okay. From what I got from your story was that the pro-abortion crowd is arguing and the mother this and the woman that and the woman's right to this and that based Mm -hmm. on parts of the state constitution. And how come the anti-abortion crowd isn't arguing about the fetus's rights in the mother's womb? Right, the child. Yeah, the child that's in the mother's in the mother's womb. Somehow, I think these people ought to go talk to embryologists and geneticists, and they will be able to prove and call them as expert witnesses to prove that that fetus is a human being. Right. See, now I've had this. We get a call from a friend of ours in Laramie from time to time. We've had this conversation, and my thought: the entire abortion discussion can come down to one thing. When do you think that that is a human being? Is it a human being when it has been fully birthed and is out? And is it a human being when it's partially out? Because you know, you've heard of partial birth abortion. So. Yeah. Is it a human being one minute before it leaves the mother? What about 10 minutes before? What about an hour before? He said, we got to keep going back. At some point, you're going to say, at this point, it's a baby. Now, for some people on one extreme... The moment of conception, that's a human being. For people on the other extreme, it's not a human being until it's fully outside of the mother. 
All right. So we got to figure out where do, when, at what point do we think that's a human being? And at that point, that's when we can say it's okay. Well, that can be, that's easily solved. Okay. All you have to do is look at the genetics. Right. The yeah. genetics of, uh, I, how much biology take in high school or college? Yeah, I, well, there were a few classes for all of us. I know. I don't know what they're doing today. But, you know, when you, you take an, or a course in embryology or yeah. genetics, you get half of the genome from the mother, half from the father. When fertilization occurs, that is conception, you have the complete genome of the species Homo sapiens. Right. It, is a, it is Homo sapiens at that very minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. And it just keeps the, all that happens, the, all that is happening then, these terms that are used like a zygote or a blastula, morula, gastrula, they're just descriptive terms for right. different stages of development. But it is, a, it is homo sapiens based yeah. on its genetics. So for you, it's the moment of conception. Yeah. Okay. Now, there are based, other people who the, say, uh, I don't hear a heartbeat yet, so there's not a baby there. But this has the genome of human. Uh, it is a Homo sapiens okay. genome. Yeah, I think that's part of what's that, I mean, missing that's, that's, from the, that's, I, well, demonstra- that's demonstrated. As you just said, though, when you when you first called, though, I think that's what's missing from part of this discussion. It's perfectly fine to talk about the rights of the mother, and I think that's got to be part of this discussion. But at the same time, though, we have to talk about when is that a human being. Because the moment we say it is, we're talking about a child here. And yeah, so what about the child in question? So there's where the debate is. And I think you're right. It's often left out. The other part of the argument is when is that a human being? But as far as I'm concerned, that's where we really have to sit down and have that debate and come to a decision as a country. Yeah, but that's I mean, that's that's where you have to bring science into it, not legalism. Right. I mean, even in the original uh, 1973 decision, I think it was, uh, who, what was his name? One of the justices said that if we can prove that that fetus is a human being, yeah, you, you know, that's that start, you know, that that ends it. That ends it right there. Yeah. All right. But All you right. can go back to genetics and embryology, the science, and you start from there. But rather than go through the legalism, right? All right, Mike. Great discussion. I appreciate it. Thank you. So, okay, I do think to me that's always been the case when it comes to the abortion debate. We'll get back to, for for those who missed that discussion earlier this morning, the Wyoming Supreme Court has the case, or it's not at the Supreme Court level, but it's at a higher court level in Wyoming. And both sides of the argument asked the judge to dismiss the other side's case. But let's go back to what the U.S. Supreme Court did. When the U.S. Supreme Court ruled on Roe v. Wade, justices on the court at the time said, we're on shaky ground and this can get overturned someday. Because not only is a court not allowed to write law, but the federal government does not have authority here. It's something up to the state. And if you're thinking, well, where does abortion mention in the Constitution? No, it's not. But... The Constitution does give the federal government certain rights or certain powers, and this is not listed among those powers. And if it's not listed among the powers, then the federal government can't rule that way. It's left up to the states. So each and every state has to come up with their own ruling or law on abortion. So in Wyoming, the 
if the Supreme Court sent it back to the states, which is what happened in the most recent decision, then each state is going to come up with either full abortion or uh, we have some abortion in certain cases. In Wyoming, it was mostly banned, except if maybe the life of the mother is in danger, for example. Or you know, somebody's life is in danger. In extreme cases, in other words, that would have been what would have happened here in Wyoming. Other than that, abortion would have been illegal. So what do we do then? Do we allow that law to, co- to come into effect? It did. The governor didn't stop it. Nobody vetoed anything. But then it goes before the courts. At this point, the court is hearing the case. The court has not ruled in Wyoming. The court is hearing the case. Until the court makes a decision, we are where we were before. Abortion is still legal in Wyoming unless the courts say otherwise. All right. So now we're here in the case where, as and, and Mike had it right in this case, on the one side, one part is arguing, but what about the rights of the mother? Okay. We definitely should have that as part of the conversation. But the other side is, and this is where I think, to me, the abortion debate always comes down to, at what point do you think that that's a human being? Because the moment you say that that's a child, you can't, you cannot harm it anymore. That's where, as far as I'm concerned, the debate really lies. I, to John Morning Glenn, if you can be charged with two murders for killing a pregnant woman, there must be two lives. Now, I've heard that before. Do you know, you can go to jail. Let's say you're doing uh, crack cocaine. Uh, you're a lady, you're pregnant, and you're doing crack. You're going to, wow, well, they're going to come down on you for that. You can harm your unborn child. There are serious laws against that, and yet you can abort your child? See, we have there's another problem that we have. We have contradictory laws as well. So we got a big mess to clean up here, in other words. 845, wake up one. Download the Morning Mobile app. There is a uh, camera in the house recording, like a lot of people have. And here's the mom. Uh, She's taking care of the baby Mm -hmm. and a little toddler. And there's a a dog in the house, too. And mom's, you know, going about her business. Mm -hmm. At some point, though, um, because she had some, she was taking care of her hair, like also trying to do her hair up at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, The baby starts to scream that mommy hothead. Mommy hothead. Yes, yeah, because her hair was on fire. Oh, it was on fire. Yeah, so uh, she's walking <laughs> around with smoking hair. It's kind of like that that character in uh, Twisted Metal. Yes. Okay. So sweet yeah. tooth. She's walking around. See, I'm watching a video here. Here's. Oh, by the way, the dog is dressed up in a Christmas onesie. Oh, it's a big, like one of those bigger poodles. And now the mom, the, the, oh, okay. Oh, the boy just called it out and mommy is trying to, oh, now that, now mommy has full flames in her hair. Okay. Now she's running down the hallway to the bathroom to put her hair out. Okay. So the, the kid and the dog alerted mom to, hey, your hair, hair is, is on fire. Yeah. Yeah. And when she reached up to touch the hair, it sort of burst into flames. When she caught sight of a flame, because she's got like a bun on top of her head, mm-hmm. she goes running down to the back. I would say, I don't know, Mike, what would your strategy be here, Frank, at this uh, point? Turn, turn, turn the shower on as fast as you can. That was exactly what I was thinking. Just go ahead, turn the shower on, stick my head under the shower, and, you just, and then think about how I'm going to repair the damage so I don't like... You remember Michael Jackson had that oh, problem? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Do I go buy a wig? Do, do you think it was like hairspray that was flammable? I don't know. Yeah, but, but you know, it, 
There's a lot of things that can spontaneously combust. I didn't know hair was one of them. Uh, no, no, you would have to have something in the hair that would make it combust that way. Maybe it was. I don't. I don't I know. Does certain chemicals, stuff like that, can certainly get together and cause the hair to sort of poof? So I don't think you have to worry about it, Frank. No, no, because I don't yeah. have much hair. Yeah, a, right. B, yeah. and I'm not sure there's anything in there that's flammable. No. Do you use hairspray? In, no. Any products I, I, at all? I, I used to. You used to back when you had hair. No, no. Well, back when I had to work on TV, I had to have hair. Oh, spray. yeah, I get it back then. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Boys high school basketball from last night at the Flaming Gorge Tournament in Green River in the Trona went over Mountain View 60 to 36. Kelly Walsh outlasted Thunder Basin 60 to 57. And Cheyenne South lost to Lyman 47 39. Down in Greeley, Lar- Laramie over Fort Collins 79 56. Cheyenne Central, the win over Palmer Ridge, Colorado, 69-26. In Windsor, Cheyenne East over Glenwood Springs, 65-59. And boys play today at the Flaming Gorge. Kelly Walsh will play Lyman. The Trota takes on Star Valley. And South will meet Pinedale. Laramie and Central will be in the Greeley Tournament again today. East will be in the Windsor Tournament to take on Campbell County. Girls basketball from yesterday at the high school level. Kelly Walsh over Lyman, 44-31. In the Flaming Gorge, Skyline Idaho over Detrona, 67-29. Cheyenne South over lost to Manila, Utah, 50-47. to In Greeley, Laramie lost to Northfield, Colorado, 54-53. And Cheyenne Central lost to Palmer Ridge, 57-44. In Windsor, Resurre- Resurrection Christian beat Cheyenne 59-55. So today on the girls' side of Flaming Gores, Natrona will play Lyman. Kelly Walsh meets Bear Lake, Idaho. Rollins will take on Cheyenne South. Cheyenne Central and Laramie in the Greeley tournament today. And in Windsor, Cheyenne East will play Pueblo, Colorado. In men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will host Weber State tomorrow night in Laramie. The folks are six and three after beating Stephen F. Austin their last time out. Weaver State is five and four, and former Casper College head coach Danny Russell, an assistant with the Wildcats. That's a seven p.m. tip tomorrow from the AA. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirls will be looking to break a two-game losing streak with a road game at Montana State on Sunday at noon. UW four and four on the year after a loss to nationally rated Creighton. National Finals Rodeo moving along last night in Las Vegas in the Saddle Bronc Hillsdale Native and Cheyenne East High School grab Brody Crest. Tied for first in the eighth round with an 87 and a half. So he is second in the average and sixth in the world standings. And he has really been sharp in the NFR as Crest has been paid in seven of eight rounds. Also in the saddle and Brock, Tanner Butner of Daniel out of the money with an 85. He is eighth in the average, eighth in the world standings. He has been paid in three of eight rounds. In the bareback, Buffalo's Colt Reiner was an OTM with a 79. He sits in sixth place in the average and 11th in the world. He has gotten paid in four of eight rounds. Just two more rounds to go in the NFR tonight and tomorrow night from the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. So I'm looking at a picture here of a really big pickup truck. You know, the kind with the dual tires in there? Mm-hmm. I think this guy's a little tired of tailgaters. Across his back window in massive letters, back off bumper humper, my brakes are good, how's your insurance? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so... In other words, if you continue to ride him like that, he's just going to slam on the brakes. Well, dude, what do they call it? A brake check? I, yeah, that, I was just testing my. I saw a squirrel. Yeah. You know, and that was, and I can't, you couldn't help that he was that close to me. How many uh, tailgaters has this guy had that he had to put a sign that big on the back of his? Well, head? yeah. So, so what's the problem? Is he driving too slow? Uh, I know he's got dual tires. He should be fine, right? You would think. You would think anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you, Frank. Mm-hmm. Coming up on some local business. That we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. Last hour, as we get into open phones for this Friday, to wake up my own.
906 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So I was listening to the radio yesterday, one of our town square media stations, and a commercial came on from the office of Congresswoman Harriet Hageman talking about all of the different services that her office will provide for you if you're in need and just go ahead and call our offices in Cheyenne and Casper. And as I'm listening to her doing this commercial, I'm thinking, Harriet, has anyone ever told you that you sound just like Peppermint Patty? <laughs> I mean, maybe just because we're getting your know, Christmas time and Peanuts is on television, but I just swore I'm listening thinking, you sound like Peppermint Patty. <laughs> Now I'm going to have to go listen to Peppermint Patty. <laughs> yes, you will. Yeah, yeah. It's a, sounding pretty good. I mean, I appreciated the delivery there. At least you didn't sound like Lucy because then I'd be afraid you're going to pull the football away from me. But okay. <laughs> so I was talking about you earlier this week because there was a, uh, a vote that came up on uh, President Biden. And let's be clear about what this is. This is not a vote to impeach or have hearings. It's the next step in the process, right? That's correct. Okay. So what it is is that we have been doing the investigation. Three different uh, committees have been in doing the investigation. We have now formalized the process so that it is going to be very difficult for people to avoid subpoenas and avoid having to produce documents and show up to testify. Okay. And if they refuse, we can hold them in contempt. But – but, but Congresswoman, everybody on the other side of the aisle is saying that you have absolutely no evidence. That's such a bizarre claim. Yeah. It is such a bizarre claim. Uh, Hunter Biden is so terribly compromised. And what I keep coming back to, and I think I've said it before on your show, Hunter Biden had no services or assets to sell. He wasn't an expert on Ukrainian oil and gas development. He wasn't an, an expert on Romanian employment law. He wasn't an expert on Kazakhstan or China uh, activities. What he was is he was a conduit for his father. We have the documentation. We have bank records. We have money going directly into his account and James Biden's account, and then going directly into to President Biden's account. Um, what they keep doing is it's one of those things where they're just gaslighting us. The evidence, I'm not going to say it's overwhelming, but it's pretty doggone compelling. The, they were selling access. These were, this was a bribery scheme. When you have Joe Biden st- sit on the stage and say, I told them, they either fire that prosecutor or they're not getting their billion dollars. That is when his son was engaged in working in Ukraine for that oil and gas company. I don't know what other kind of evidence they need. In addition to which, just the shell companies alone. As an attorney, you recognize that a, sta- a, a standard hallmark of fraud is setting up a variety of companies where you bring in money to one company and pour it into another and pour it into another and pour it into another. And what you're trying to do is erase the, is, is erase the chain of custody. You're trying to find a way that people don't realize, okay, this kid's made $20 million and hasn't paid a dime in taxes. Obviously, they were doing these things because they were trying to cover up what they were doing. Okay, so where we're at here, then, is it continues the investigation. But even if there were an impeachment hearing in the House of Representatives, I don't see it going anywhere near the Senate. It'll never see the light of day. 
I don't know about that. And I guess that one of the things that I've learned since I've been in Washington, D.C., is you can't get overly concerned about what goes on in the Senate. Okay. That is just a, a, a fairly strange body, and especially right now with the leadership over there. And I do my job. I expect them to do theirs. If they don't, that's up to them and up to the American people to hold them accountable. But I think that the evidence that we will present will be overwhelming as to what was going on with the Biden crime family. And I think the American people deserves to know. Okay, so now and then I run into Senator Barrasso at the airport. I ran into him when I was coming back from Florida. And at the grocery store, I've run into him a couple of times. We got yelled at by a little old lady for holding up the line at the self-checkout because we were talking to each other. <laughs> I will not tell him that you said that he's a member of a strange body. I just that's between you and me, okay? All right, now, the, well, yeah, we ahead. have exceptions. Yeah, with exceptions. <laughs> so now, the NDAA, if you would, the National Defense Authorization Act, what was your objection? Uh, many things. So this is not an appropriations bill, but it identifies what the military can and cannot do. The NDAA that we, the House, passed in July was an excellent piece of legislation attempting to force the military back into their role of protecting the homeland. So it was focusing specifically on defense and funding national defense, not all, all the other hogwash that our military has been engaging in the last couple of years. So it got rid of things like the chief diversity officer. It got rid of the uh, – it, it blocked them from paying for sexual lobotomies or transgender surgeries. It blocked them from – going down the road of the DEI nonsense. It blocked them from being able to spend money for women to travel to other states to get abortions. And it focused specifically on defense. But another aspect of it was, and another part of what they tacked on to this, is we have been working for a year now on FISA reform, and we know that the FBI, the CIA, the NIH, these various three-letter agencies have been abusing FISA, and as a result, they've been violating our constitutional rights. Our Fourth Amendment rights is an obvious one, but also our First Amendment rights. We have the right to speak. We have the right to engage in the public discourse. If they start investigating people because of what they say, that's a direct violation of the First Amendment. And so we have been working, and we put together, the Judiciary Committee put together an excellent bill. I didn't work on it. I only worked on it during the hearing, but I we had a, a, a task force of people, Democrats and Republicans alike, and we last week issued out of our committee reforms to Section 702 to allow for the gathering of intelligence that we need to protect the United States of America while also protecting our domestic civil rights. It passed out of our committee 35 to 2, meaning it was totally bipartisan. The Democrats and Republicans agreed because of all of this, the civil liberty protections. I supported that. They tacked on a clean FISA extension to this NDAA. In other words, business as usual. I'm terribly concerned that if we don't go in and change that, when they get caught up in surveilling people and someone tries to hold our agencies accountable, those agencies are going to say, look, Congress knew what we were doing and they ratified it. We're well within our rights to surveil American citizens. And I just don't believe that. So I voted against it. Okay. Now, I know that when you come to visit the state of Wyoming, if you're like me, you would love to stand there looking at the Tetons and see a whole bunch of high-rise condos right in front of them, right? I mean, wouldn't that just be an incredible <laughs> sight? So there is that parcel of land in Jackson, Wyoming that was, well, it was considered to be up for sale perhaps by the federal government. What happened there? 
So that's one of our school sections. Mm -hmm. And the reason that the state pulled back is I just think that this is an opportunity, as I say, to kind of right the relationship and the balance of power between the feds and the state of Wyoming. That's a section of land, 640 acres, that is probably priceless. It's not worth $65 million or whatever appraiser put that number out there. You can't look at this as what it would be worth uh, under uh, uh, in, in you know in downtown Rollins or something. This is this is a parcel of property that is priceless, and the Park Service wants it. Well, right now we have such a heavy, heavy footprint in the state of Wyoming, both on our surface estate and our mineral estate. That my reaction is. This is an opportunity for us to say, okay, then give us something of value. Give us something that is going to be for the best interest of Wyoming in the long term. And what a lot of people don't realize is if you ever do try to do a land swap with the federal government, let's say you own a quarter-quarter section in the National Forest Service somewhere, in the National Forest Land somewhere, and, um, and, and there's some land that the National Forest Service that wants that's contiguous to you, you can do a land swap with the Forest Service or the BLM, but their standard is that you have to provide them double to three times the same amount of property for them to be willing to do that land swap. So their standard, they'll do land swaps, but their standard is is that it damn near breaks anybody who needs to go down that road. This is an opportunity for me to work in Congress we, Congress can make this happen for me to work with our agencies and for me to work with the executive branch, for me to work with John and Cynthia and the state of Wyoming. And let's identify ways in which Wyoming can get some benefits, in for, again, uh, to, to put us in a good position into the long-distant future. That's why I came back to mineral rights. Um, I said give us all right title and interest to the mineral rights in the Powder River Basin. I know they're not going to do that, but why not a percentage? Why not 25%? Why not 30%? Why don't we start high and negotiate from there? Everybody seems to think that we can't engage in these discussions, that we just have to give away this priceless piece of property and continue with the status quo, and I just don't buy that. Who do you have to negotiate with for something like this? Is it the bureaucracy or is it an act of Congress? It could be both. What I would do is work with the Department of Interior. It's kind of funny to me when I read the comments and people say, well, these are two different agencies. One's National Park Service and one's BLM. You're never going to be able to work across agencies. Well, number one, they're sub-agencies. The Department of Interior oversees both of them. Has the juris- that's, the, that's the agency of jurisdiction, in addition to which, again, Congress is the one who decides by the Constitution it is Congress who makes decisions about real property held by the federal government. So if I were to sit down and work with Mark Gordon and, and uh, Chuck Gray and the, and the State Land Investment Board and work with my agencies back in Washington, D.C., start sitting down, start identifying some things that would benefit Wyoming for trading for this parcel, and maybe we come up with an array of eight different things. Okay. And we bring it back to the state of Wyoming, and we have stakeholder meetings, and we talk to people about what do you think would be the best interest of Wyoming in the long term. But that's my concern. Okay. And that's where I'm always going to focus. So just to wrap this up, uh, just between you and me, you know, nobody else listening here, I was having some <laughs> fun with the audience earlier this week when you were uh, talking about, in that committee, talking about uh, continuing on with uh, investigating President Biden and the possibility of impeachment and so on. And sitting across the table from you was Ocasio-Cortez, who I have nicknamed Googly Eyes. And the <laughs> two of you uh, were sort of doing, there was a little bit of a back and forth there as to why she says this is just, was she, am I correct she was in the room there during that meeting? 
I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I was just trying to picture that conversation. I mean, because I've always <laughs> considered you. I mean, here you are, a very intelligent woman with one hell of a resume, and here's this bartender with an AA degree who thinks she knows how to solve the world's problems. And I just wanted to have a recording of that conversation. If there's ever a recording that you come across, I want to see it. Okay. <laughs> well, we we were both in a committee, a natural resource committee, yeah. addressing some of the the land use issues, and yeah. so uh, yeah, it's 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 rather interesting to be in the room with some of the folks that are in Congress. Yeah, we have all we have all kinds of personalities. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I bet you do. All right, hey, uh, safe travels home for Christmas. I'm here. I'm are you are? Where are you? You're, were you I, in Cheyenne? I, I am. I'm in Cheyenne. Yep. Okay. I'm in Cheyenne. Okay. So my, you, you my, my husband out. came and picked me up yesterday. Here's my uh, one complaint, and then I'll let you go about uh, your office here. I was at their the Cheyenne Studios, and I walked over to one of my favorite views. And the view is right there. If I lean over, I can see right down the Capitol building to the Capitol. On the same day that I was doing that, you were in your office taking a picture of the Capitol. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry to Harriet, but you're going to have to demolish your office because you're disrupting my view. (laughs) (laughs) I have the best. I think I have the best view of the Capitol in the state of Wyoming. Yeah, I think you do because the studios there are in the A and B Bank Building, so you know where I'm at, right? So yeah, and I'm on the eighth floor of the Federal. Exactly. Okay. See, blocking my view there. All right. Hey, have a merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Thank you, Glenn. Nine nineteen. Wake up, Wyoming. Want to talk to Glenn? Call 888 or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030, K2 Radio. So it's not a four-hour program. So you can go to the Wake Up Wyoming app, which is free to download your app store. Touch On Demand. Then touch Wake Up Wyoming and select the episode you want. You can start it, stop it, rewind it, share it, whatever you want to do. And you can listen on your time and catch up to episodes. I have people all the time tell me, well, I was on my way to work and I couldn't listen to the show. Well, you, just when you're ready. You can listen to the show live or just go back and catch up when you're ready, especially if we have an important guest on or something like that. All right, in the Christmas spirit. Warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, Happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, best of us is for the rest of us. I've been thinking about switching over to Festivus because I don't have to really spend a lot of time decorating a pole. It's just that simple. So, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Well, of course. This is John. Nice bear. He just wants to spend Christmas with the family. Is Daddy coming home with you? We'll see what Santa and Mommy can do. But when he gets stuck at the office party... Merry Christmas! It'll be a holiday... Merry Christmas! He'll never forget. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal! This Christmas... It's a time of miracles, so be of good cheer. Only John can drive somebody that crazy. Get ready to jingle some bells. And deck the halls. Oh, shit. With bows of 
Bruce Willis. Come to the coast. We get together. Have a few laughs. <laughs> Alan Rickman. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, Together in the greatest Christmas story ever told. I got some bad news for you, Dwayne. <laughs> Hans. <laughs> Booby. Eat it, Harvey. Yeah! Holy shit. I'm starting to get a bad feeling up here. Merry Christmas. Die Hard. This is their idea of Christmas. I gotta be here for New Year's. See, it is a Christmas movie. And ideally, you can actually get, there's a, a, a clock. So the bad guy, you know, he falls off the skyscraper and goes splat at the bottom. Yeah, well, it just kind of, it's a clock where it's the building... And there's him outside the building, and it slowly, slowly makes its way down all month until on Christmas Day it finally reaches the bottom. You can actually buy that. I might have to get one of those. Okay, coming up on 930, so local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. Another segment of Open Phones. You and I get back into it again. 888-97, what's the phone number? That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. I'll roll with it. Wake up, Wyoming. the time. This is just going to drive you crazy, so that's why I'm going to toss it your way. If you want to scream bloody murder when you hear this, go ahead. I'm just warning you in advance, right? <clears throat> President Biden, hold on, don't scream yet. I just said his name. I haven't given you the story yet. Throws another $3 billion to California for the electric train project that's 13 years behind and $95 billion over budget and 91% shortened. Now, let's go back and do that again. <clears throat> so they have this train project there in California that is, he's sending them another $3 billion. It's 13 years behind schedule, $95 billion over budget, and 91% shorter than they originally said. The story says Biden administration announced as giving $3.01 billion for California's failed electric train. This is not the speed train. This is an electric train project. Yeah. Okay. Morning, Greg. Morning, Glenn. How you doing? I'm alive and kicking and over-caffeinated, and I need to be because my day's only just begun. You? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm getting yeah. caffeinated. Yeah. And there's so many topics this morning. But Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and you had some last week, the Steve Pinker. But I did want to just – I was the, the one that intrigued me you didn't quite get to is um, removal of the statues at Arlington. I was I was at Arlington oh, National Cemetery yeah. last Saturday, as a right. matter of fact. it was It's a beautiful place. Well, I want to hear what and you have I, to say on that, but let, let me toss out some quick history for people just so you know. And, and this may add into your argument as well. The reason that at Arlington – there are Confederate and Union soldiers, and Arlington was created because of that war, is that as a nation, 
we were trying to find a way to bring everybody back together as a family again. And one of the ways that was considered to do so would be to honor everybody who fought, no matter which side they fought on. They were Americans. And so everybody was honored there. So that's where I would be opposed to removing anything. But go ahead. What do you think? Well, I I mean, here's what I have come to the conclusion is uh, uh, women in large groups uh, going after something, whether it be alcohol or Mm. or um, 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 monster liberty, per se, uh, ends up in a disaster. And 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 what happened after Appomattox? And again, I've been to Appomattox Courthouse. One year later, the, the Ladies Memorial Association began the lost cause problem, and that that the, the universe, the United Daughters of the Confederacy, uh, gained so much power that they basically formed the basis of Ku Klux Klan, all the Jim Crow laws, and then w- when they had enough power to exert over Congress, they started to put in these monuments in 1914. It wasn't like they it, so. They're traitors. They may be Americans, but they were traitors to the Constitution. I would have to look it up. I don't think the Daughters of the Confederacy had anything to do with the Klan. They had something to do with uh, an entirely different cause. I don't think they had anything to do with Well, they set the moral foundation for it. I don't believe that they they did. They provided a basis. Also, I want every woman out there to hear that Greg said that when women get together and do something, it turns out to be a disaster. You heard him say that. I have the recording. I'll play that back. No, no, no. Not not everything. But okay. again, I think it's, I think men uh, and women should be working together. I just, uh-huh. I've never understood yes. why the United Daughters of the Confederacy didn't get protested every year at Appomattox Courthouse. I mean, it's just okay. a really interesting yeah. history to me. Yeah, and, and I and, think though, putting the statues aside for a minute, though, um, go back because you, you do seem to like you you like to research things like I do, and take a look at how Arlington came to be in the first place. And why we do have soldiers from both sides buried there. And from my understanding of it, it was an attempt to try to heal the country and bring us back together as a family again. And that's why I like the idea of can we keep it that way because it was supposed to be and teach it that way. It was supposed to be part of the healing process. Well, again, we always heal with whites. We didn't let African-Americans get buried there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's. In other words, we tried to heal with the whites, but we always excluded African Americans. So, what was your solution be, then? The would, would you remove all the statue and all the Confederate soldiers? Um, I remove all the statues to Confederate soldiers that were put up post eighteen seventy because um, mm. I just don't. They they look like they're celebrating something that was a a traitor. Robert E. Lee was a traitor to the Constitution. Right. That's okay. why they took his. His land. He's got some great land. He had some great land. Oh, yeah. He was a very successful man. It was a beautiful place. Absolutely beautiful. I love General Crooks. Have you been there? No, not yet. I did get a chance to go to Washington, D.C., but I didn't make it that far. Yeah. Well, this is, I tried to go this time. General Crooks and Crook Way. You should go to General Crook's Monument. Very yeah. fascinating. It's great, Glenn. Okay. Have a big bang Christmas. Okay. And oh, by the way, add this topic to the list of things that you and I disagree on. Okay? Okay. Okay, well, Greg. Have a great Christmas. Back. I appreciate it. Coming up on some 
Well, I, I got Frank Gambino coming up in just a few minutes from now, and he might be able to tell you about a rodeo star that just uh, won some big money. We'll, we'll talk about that next. So wake up, Wyoming. Just got something to use to go. Okay. Crest notched 87.5 saddle bronc riding score, and K2 boy, that's $24,433. Yeah, uh, he is over $200,000 in earnings so far this year, and... He's second in the average, which means that, you know, when you, you should win that average, you're going to get paid another 60 grand. Oh, wow. For that. So, uh, yeah, Crest has been, he's been fantastic. Wow, I mean, that, absolutely that, fantastic. Really? Yeah, you know, you have, what, you have 20, 24 grand. There was a, a bull rider, yeah. Kai Hamilton, that has over $500,000 of earnings so far. Wow. And he just, uh, he won the round last night or the night before. And like the night before that, I mean, they carried him out on a stretcher. He got hurt so bad. Mm. And then he came right back and won that. He won like 90000 in one day. <laughs> now, having said that, we got to keep in mind that there's a lot of expense in doing this. Right, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you're spending 100000 you know, yes. to, to go all over the place, but you're making 200000 Yeah, they, then you're doing good. Now, for those people who are not reaching that, sponsors. That that's part of it also. Yeah, okay. and his you know his vehicle have those those logos all over the mm -hmm. places. You know, protective vest will have them all over the place. Uh, uh, Brody Crush is doing good. High school state wrestling champion from Cheyenne East High School. Oh, yeah. Not bad at all there. So, okay, now, how do you look at his performance overall in this thing compared oh, to past years? Is he uh, it, one year, it wasn't too long ago, he won the average of the NFR. And prior to that, and he was coming back from a bad, bad ankle injury. Uh, his foot got stuck in the stirrups and it, uh, it was, it was, it was bad. No. Uh, but he, you know, rehabbed and came right back. The guy, he's a, he's a great guy. He's, he's one of the best bronc riders around. Yeah. And he's making cash. How old is he now? Yeah, probably, I would say 26, maybe seven. 26, eight, 27 maybe? years old. Okay. Yeah. And I would guess because of the beating that these guys can take, how long does your career last? Well, it depends how healthy you are. Yeah. My guess is that, you know, the, and, and most of these guys are, you know, for uh, for us older people, they're kids, you yeah. know, and, the, and they'll probably do this for as long as they, you know, can put some money in the bank and then buy some land and then just ranch and farm and yeah they got to do something else, yeah. and, and, yeah. and then settle down and have a family and they're good so is there a career time about the same as a pro football player well you less? know the, the nfl stands for not for long yes okay so rodeo man you know it really depends you know that okay. some guys have been at, at a well over 10 years maybe closer to 15 20 yeah i don't know how they do that you know, the, the roping guys look a lot older than the, the guys in the rough stops. Sure, yeah. you know, but so you better go into this then saying, okay, I'm going to make my money, then I'm going to yeah, do this. Yes, yes. Absolutely, yes. I'm going to go and work eventually. Right. Do do something. But while I can physically, I'm going to have some fun. Sure, get I'm out gonna, there. I'm going to get out and, and rodeo. Yeah, sure. I'm going to drink yeah, a couple of beers. A couple of beers, yeah. You betcha. Well, the National Finals Rodeo moves along tonight with round number nine. As we have been talking about, Cheyenne East High School grab Brody Crest finished first in the eighth round of the Saddle Brock with an 87.5, one over 24 gram. He's now second in the average and sixth in the world standings. Crest has been sharp. He's gotten paid in seven of eight rounds so far in Vegas. Also in the Saddle Brock, Tanner Butner of Daniel was out of the money with an 85. He's eighth in the average, eighth in the world standings. He got paid in three of eight rounds in the bareback Buffalo's Cole Ryder 
there was OTM with a 79, and he sits in sixth in the average, 11th in the world. He's been paid in four out of eight rounds. So two more rounds to go to the NFR tonight and tomorrow night. Boys high school basketball from last night at the Flaming Gorge Tournament in Green River in the Trona B Mountain View, 60-36. to Kelly Walsh outlasted Thunder Basin, 60-57. to Cheyenne South lost to Lyman, 47-39. Down in Greeley, Laramie Wood over Fort Collins, 79-56. And Central defeated Palmer Ridge, Colorado, 69-26. Over in Windsor, Cheyenne East beat Glenwood Springs, 69-59. And boys play today in the Flaming Gorge. Kelly Walsh will take on Lyman. The Trona meets Star Valley. South will take on Pinedale. Laramie and Central will be in that Greeley tournament again today. And East will be in Windsor to take on Campbell County. On the girls' side from yesterday at the Flaming Gorge Tournament in Green River, Kelly Walsh over Lyman, 44-31. Skyline Idaho defeated Natrona, 67-29. Cheyenne South lost to Manila, Utah, 50-47. In Greeley, Laramie lost to Northfield, Colorado, 54-53. And Cheyenne Central lost to Palmer Ridge, 57-44. In Windsor, Resurrection Christian beat the Cheyenne East, 59-55. So today on the girls' side of the Flaming Gorge, Natrona will play Lyman. Kelly Walsh will be Bear Lake, Idaho. Rollins will take on Cheyenne South. Cheyenne Central and Laramie will be in the Greeley Tournament today. And in Windsor, Cheyenne East will play Pueblo, Colorado today. Men's College Basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will host Weber State tomorrow in Laramie. The folks are 6-3 and three after beating Stephen F. Austin their last time out. Weber State is 5-4. and four. Former Casper College head coach Danny Russell and assistant with the Wildcats. That's a 7 p.m. tip tomorrow from the AA. We'll have that for you on KG Radio and Casper. And KCGY in Laramie. The Wyoming Cowgirls will be looking to break a two-game losing streak with a road game on Sunday afternoon at Montana State. UW is 4-4 four four on the year after a loss to nationally rated Creighton their last time out. That's it in sports and everyone have a safe weekend. Yeah, and so Frank has figured out his whole weekend and then after that Frank is going to be goofing off. Pretty Well, yeah, up until, let's see, maybe the 23rd I can, can chill out for a bit. Maybe the okay. 24th. The twenty fifth, you know, you know, some. I know this is bad. You like to spend Christmas, you know, with with folks. Yeah. Sometimes I come into the office and work on a couple of things in the okay. morning, you know, and yeah, you know. This is just, well, no, I can understand this because that gives you a chance. I, I think some people don't understand, Frank, that this kind of work that you and I do, we enjoy it, and it can be relaxing at times and therapeutic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, well, that's why I do it. Well, oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize. Well, that. I get paid I, too. I, I, oh, well, that's what I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I have forgotten about those other yeah, things. Yeah, the other things. Yeah, okay. I get a coffee pot. The coffee's <laughs> well, free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Right. Have a good weekend. Coming up on some local business. Hey, don't forget for those people in Casper, Wyoming. I'm at the Eastside Walmart today until three o'clock. Tomorrow, I'm there late as well as we collect toys for needy families and our stuff. The van. I hope to see you there. It's Wake Up Wyoming.